Jack Hughes made his highly anticipated return to action, and it was a great start for the New Jersey Devils against the Calgary Flames. However, it kind of drifted off as the game progressed, and part of that was who was in the net for New Jersey. We have a lot to break down in today's episode of Locked on Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, Club of Play Announcer. Devils are for Pucks and Pitchforks. I'm also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. So the New Jersey Devils dropped their latest matchup to the Calgary Flames by a score of 5-3. Vitek Vancheck, he didn't really have his best outing. And it's such a shame because just a couple of nights ago against the Colorado Avalanche, I said he arguably had his best performance of the season. It's unfortunate that he can't remain consistent. So in today's episode, in the first segment, we'll focus on some more positive aspects before we shift over into the negatives. So we'll talk about Jack Hughes making his triumphant return. We'll look at some of the line combinations that was working for the Devils. And then in the second segment, we will address VTech Vancheck as to whether or not this loss is truly on him and what needs to change going forward. And then in the third and final segment, like I do with every post-game recap, I will compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade. So the big news topic going into this game was Jack Hughes making his triumphant return. Now, I said a few episodes ago that I did not anticipate for Jack to suit up in the game against the Avalanche. I said, crawl before you walk and make sure that he's actually 100% ready to go. And I also added on and said that I anticipated for him to suit up in a game this week, whether it was against the Flames or the Hurricanes. I said, I think this is where we're going to see Jack Hughes make his highly anticipated return. And he did not disappoint. Now, he did not walk away with a point in this game. However, you could tell that the offense just had a different sense of urgency. Like, early on, the Devils got off to a really good start in this game. And for the first time in a good while, they scored the opening goal of the game. So we'll talk about that momentarily. But what I liked from the offense, especially early on, they were just peppering Jacob Markstrom. And that was going to be key for them because we'll talk about this momentarily as well. Jacob Markstrom, he's a very good goalie, and it was going to come down to, like, how many mistakes can the Devils force him to make because we saw it in this game. He was really good in between the pipes for the Flames. But with Jack Hughes added back to the lineup, the Devils get some more speed. They get more sense of urgency. They get a really good playmaker. But not only that, Jack Hughes is capable of scoring himself. So it's nice that the Devils got their franchise piece back in Jack Hughes because he's been dearly missed last month or so because even if the the Devils get their offensive going at spurts when he was off the rink, it was just like you could tell that something was missing because Jack is the engine that makes this car drive for New Jersey, and I've talked about it in a few episodes prior. So I said Jack returns to the lineup is going to be very big for New Jersey, and they kind of need a few bright spots given what's been going on with their organization the last few weeks. So welcome back, Jack Hughes. And you can also tell from the shots on goal differential because – I know I usually compare the stats at the end, but the shots on goal differential between the Devils and the Flames, 40 to 30 in favor of the Devils. And throughout the entirety of this game, after each period, the Devils outshot the Flames. As previously mentioned, it was a really good start for the Devils. And I think it started with Jack Hughes returning to the lineup. 
it's been over a month since Jack Hughes played in a game. So he was on the third line alongside with Tyler Foley and Alexander Holton. Is it safe to say that those three players were creating very good looks for themselves? Like the advanced analytics showed it. They were definitely giving Markstrom hell. And at times it seemed like Jack Hughes knew how to collapse defense. He was looking for the opening and it seemed like, but all, all those players to Foley, Hughes and Holtz were creating some decent looks for themselves. And that was going to be quintessential for the game if the Devils wanted to come away on the winning end. But another line I want to talk about, and this is a line that I've been raving about the last few months, and especially during December, it's Andre Palat, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt, because they kind of set the tone when it comes to defense and offense, and they they have a little bit of everything working for their line. So Andre Palat, he scored a couple of goals in this game, and the thing is, is that for Andre Palat, his offense is not really up to par to Heischer or Bratt's, but his defense is really good. And I think that's an underestimated aspect to his game. Then Nico Heischer, as I like to describe him, sort of the glue piece. And then Jesper Bratt, the bona fide score. And we saw him full display because once again, the Devils got off to a really good start. And who scored the opening goal? It was Andre Palat. So Heischer, he chipped it up ahead to Jesper Bratt. Two-on-one odd man rush. So I talked about it in my previous post-game recap. I said that when Jesper Bratt is on the odd man rush, whether it's with Nico Heischer or in this case, Andre Palat, it's always trouble. So I know Jesper Bratt's first instinct is to score first, but he made the right move, which was he lingered a little bit, which slowed down Jacob Markstrom a little bit because Markstrom is so focused on Bratt because he's under the impression that Bratt's going to shoot the puck himself, but he forgets about Andre Palat. So Bratt sees that, he passes over to Palat, and Palat gets the opening goal of the game. So Yet again, I just love it when Jesper Bratt is on the odd man rush. I know usually it's him scoring and finding the back of the net and putting the biscuit in the basket. But in this aspect, I love it when Jesper Bratt finds other ways to have his name show up in the score sheet. And he finished off with a three-point night. So Jesper Bratt is trying to prove to everyone that him being named to the All-Star game, it isn't a fluke. It wasn't nepotism because he replaced his teammate. No, he deserved to be there amongst the best of the best in the entire NHL. So I just had to give credit to both those lines because they were very solid for the Devils and they were one of the few bright spots throughout the entirety of the game. Now, when looking at Jacob Markstrom, he was just phenomenal in this game. It was going to come down to the goalie-on-goalie matchup and Markstrom came out victorious because he was standing tall. He was flashing the leather. He was quick. He knew where to position himself. So the Devils had to try to outwit him. They had to try to outsmart him. And they did so three times. And uh, and ultimately, I think the Devils should have came away with on the winning end. But we'll talk about who was in net for the Devils in the second segment. But still, Jacob Markstrom, this is why I guess Devils fans are so excited for a, a player of his caliber. Because it's just like you just see like what he was doing, especially with little to no defense in front of him. Because he was making those crucial saves. He was putting himself into a good position to win. So I loved what I saw from Jacob Markstrom for the Flames now. Do I think he'll be traded to the Devils? Most likely not, considering the fact that he has a no-trade clause. He still has a few more years of contract ahead of him. So the ball is in the court for the Flames organization. So it's really up to them if they want to deal him away. But I know why Devils fans are excited for a player like him, similar to what happened when John Gibson came to town back in December. So phenomenal job in between the pipes by Jacob Markstrom, and he won the battle between him and Vitek Vancheck by a landslide, wasn't even close. And Bill Spaulding, Can Danico, Bryce Salvador, they all acknowledged it on air, which is you got this big goalie just being able to just snatch the puck out of thin air and just be rather quick. And 
he might be in his mid-30s, but he's trying to show that he's one of the best in the league for the time being, and that's why he's highly touted by a lot of other opponents. So let's switch over to the standings before we close out this first segment because I think that's what most people are concerned with. So currently the Devils are third last in the Metro. They're just ahead of the Capitals and also the Blue Jackets. So the Capitals are two points behind the Devils, but get this, the Capitals are currently on a six-game losing streak. And the Blue Jackets only have 42 points, so they're not really much of a threat. But ahead of the Devils, the Penguins, they're on a two-game win streak. Uh, Islanders are on a two-game winning streak. Flyers are on a two-game winning streak after dropping their uh, five matchups before the All-Star break. And now the Rangers and Hurricanes, they're starting to run away with it a little bit because the Rangers have 67 points. Hurricanes have 63. So at this point, the Devils' only luck of being one of the top teams in the Metro is that they got to try to maintain themselves to catch up with the Flyers. But it has to start with winning a little bit more consistently. And this is something that Bill Spaulding said to close out the broadcast because he stated that the Devils have to go on at least a four-game winning streak to find themselves in a capable playoff position. And here's something that might surprise you. The Devils haven't won more than three in a row during the course of the season. And I looked back at the schedule to see if that was true. And sure enough, it was true. Now, here's the thing. The Devils have won three games in a row three times so far this season. So it might not seem like that they that's the most that they've won in a row. But, yeah, it's it's kind of a far cry as to what they were able to do last year. So it what I don't know what to make of this team, if I'm being completely honest, because how is it that they're able to beat the reigning Stanley Cup champions Vegas Golden Knights. They're able to beat the Eastern Conference champions, uh, Florida Panthers, the Boston Bruins, and just a few nights ago, the Colorado Avalanche, yet they cannot win against this Calgary Flames team, which with all due respect, they're on the outside looking in. And that was a main talking point that Bill Spaulding and company were bringing up on the MSG broadcast. So my thing is, is like, you got to try to win these types of games. You can't just win these marquee matchups because that's not going to generate uh, significant points for you to find yourself in a playoff position. So this has been a major problem for the Devils all year long, which is the games that they're supposed to win, they leave a lot of cheese and lettuce on the table because these are points for a taking. Dropping games against the Sharks, Blue Jackets, and uh, Ducks, that is not a recipe for success. And then dropping these types of matchups against the Flames because the Flames aren't the best team, but they're not the worst team either. They're sort of that middle of the pack amongst the entire league, you got to try to win those games. So I'm I'm a little confused if I'm being completely honest. So someone who's smarter than me, give me your insight. Why is it that the Devils are capable of winning these marquee matchups against very good teams in the league, but yet when it comes to like the solid teams, the mediocre teams, or the horrendously bad teams, the Devils just can't rack up the wins consistently. And this is what's going to happen if they miss out on the playoffs and they're just a few points behind you're going to toss and turn. You're going to look at games like this. You're going to look at the previous three games that I mentioned. And you're also going to look at how much the Devils struggled on back-to-back games. This has to change now because they don't really have that much wiggle room to work with, especially since, according to MSG, they have the 11th toughest schedule to close out the rest of the regular season. And another thing I want to add, and this sort of leaks over from last year, the Devils have to perform better in front of their home base. They got to perform better at the Prudential Center. So last year, as we all know, they were a very good road team. I'd say they had the best road record in the entire NHL, if not one of the best. But when it came to performing well at the Prudential Center, they kind of struggled. And I saw it firsthand when I first got credentialed during the month of December in 2022. 
And the thing is, is like we saw this in the playoffs as well, because remember when the Devils went down two to nothing against the Rangers, despite having home ice advantage, but yet comes games three and four at Madison Square Garden, they came away uh, victorious. So that's something that's been talked about heavily uh, throughout the past year or so, which is the Devils just got to perform better at home. So the Devils are down. They're not out, but they really got to try to change some things right now because you can't afford to drop these types of matchups and you can't afford to just uh, play around with this because your season will be over before you know it. So they really got to try to win more consistently. And similar to what Bill Spalding said, try to go on a four game winning streak if you can, if that, like you, you got to do the simple things in order to win. So we'll talk about VTech Vancheck and his lackluster performance momentarily. But before we continue, let me tell you guys about game time. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best uh, price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So, last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find, and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. News from all seats in the venue, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Etc. Now, I've actually used the Game Time app before to buy NBA tickets and also uh, baseball tickets. So I remember over the summer I saw the Philadelphia Phillies play the Detroit Tigers with my little brother. Had a good time, and I was able to sell an extra ticket on the Game Time app as well. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, before we talk about Vitek Vanacek, let's talk about uh, one issue that the Devils need to work on as a team, their power play. Because in their last 17 attempts, the Devils are 0 for 17 on the man advantage. That has got to change because they got to a really good start of the season while on the power play. But now they're ice cold. But the one bright side I could say is that Jack Hughes being back into the lineup, it could change some things. So the Devils were able to get a special teams goal because they got a shorthanded goal thanks to Nico Heischer, but that's not a power play goal. I think one of the reasons why they've been struggling so much is because they're not capitalizing on the opportunities that's being presented to them. So 0 for 17 on your previous power play attempts, something's really got to give here. But once again, Jack Hughes being added, and I saw this during the course of the game, seemed like Jack Hughes was really good at facilitating. He was good at uh, calling the plays for Devils, and I think they've had their best chance of scoring a power play goal in a good while. I can't even remember the last time the Devils scored a power play goal. Was it against the Montreal Canadiens when uh, Nick Suzuki got a double uh, minor and the Devils were able to score two power play goals during that span, if my memory serves me well? I, I, I Like I said, it's been that long since the Devils have scored a power play goal. So they really got to fix that, and Jack Hughes being added back, I think, will uh, pay huge dividends for them. But, yeah, I'm just hoping for the best on the man advantage. Now, let's talk about VTech Vanacek and his struggles this game. So, according to Tyler Blazinski of SB Nation, he actually put out the stats comparing VTech Vanacek and Jacob Markstrom. So, when we look at VTech Vanacek, expected goals against 2.883, actual goals against 4. Goal save above expected, minus 1.12. And then on the other side of things, Jacob Markstrom. Expected goals against 4.237. Actual goals against three. Goal save above expected, 1.24.
So I've been trying to be very patient with Vitek Vancek because I remember when Chico Resch appeared on my show recently and he said that the defense in front of Vancek, in front of Dawes, in front of Schmidt hasn't been all that good this year. And he is right because the, the blue line is inexperienced right now. They're missing a lot of key depth assets. So I've been trying to be somewhat patient with the Devils goaltending as of late. But in this game, I, I got to put the blame on Vitek Vancek because there were a couple saves that he could have made and they weren't really all that hard to make. So when we look at the goals that he let up, let's look at the first one to Michael Backlund. Uh, Backlund just hit it off of Vancek's body and it just bobbled on in. It's like it went off of his uh, shoulder, it went off of Vancek's shoulder and uh, the Flames tied the game one apiece shortly after Andre Palat got his sweet goal from Jesper Bratt. I'm going to use an analogy that applied for me during my baseball career, which was if the ball hits your mitt, that means the ball was still catchable. So in this case for Vancek, the puck hit his shoulder, and which means that he could have used his, his glove to make the save and he just missed it. So it wasn't really all that tough of a shot. And going into the second period, Vitek Vancek probably had one of his biggest blunders of the season, but it might not all be on his shoulder. So just bear with me for a second. So what had happened was is that uh, Vancek made the save initially and the puck just like skeetered right underneath them. Like it, it seemed like he stopped the puck and the referees were going to blow their whistle and freeze action. But somehow, some way, it just trickled right past him. And all Connor Zary had to do was just bop it on in. And it was two to one flames. And everyone on social media just went into a complete frenzy including me, because I'm just like, how did that go past Vanacek? Because I thought he made the save initially, but it was loose and it went right past him. I don't know how that puck gained more momentum underneath him. I, I really don't. I don't know how physics works in that case, but I'm just like, how is that, that? That defies the laws of physics, if you ask me, because he it should have been a, a stoppage of the puck. But anyway, um, what had happened also was that Sinteri Hataka thought the same thing. So he turned his back. He thought the play was dead and there were no whistles drawn. So as soon as the puck is right past Vitek Vanacek, all Zeri had to do once again, was just tap it on in. The Devils couldn't catch a break there. Now here's the thing. I know that's mostly on Vitek Vanacek, but for Hataka, you got to play until you hear the whistle. You can't turn your back on your, on your opponent. Otherwise something like that could potentially happen. So I'm not trying to put the, the blame on Hataka. I'm not trying to say it's 50-50. Uh, Vancek should have made that save initially. But you, there's this old saying in sports, which is play until the whistle. And unfortunately, uh, Hataka did not play to the whistle, and the Devils had to pay the piper. So uh, continuing on with the game, it seemed like all hope was lost for New Jersey going into the third period because Kevin Rooney, he got his first goal since December 2021 when he was a part of the Rangers. The former New Jersey Devil. Look, Blake Coleman and Yegor Sharangovich, they're two of the three top point getters in Calgary right now. So if I had to pick as to whether or not Rooney, Sharangovich, or Coleman would score in this game, all former Devils players, if I had to pick who was going to score, I could guarantee you I would not pick Rooney. It would either be Coleman or Sharangovich, and I would just flip a coin. So Rooney getting his first goal in what, like over two years? Found the back of the net. And it wasn't really all that good of a shot either. He was just like sandwiched in between John Marino and, and Luke Hughes. And all he had to do was just like, just hit it a, a little bit. Like he didn't even get a, unwind for a full shot. 
And yet somehow, some way, he was in front of the crease and that's all he needed. Just nudged it on in. Vancheck has got to make that save. So it's three to one flames. And as I always say, the 3-1 lead is the worst lead in all of sports because no one wants to be the butt end of, of, of a choke job on a three to one lead. So I was just hoping Devils need a miracle. So Nico Heischer uh, gets a shorthanded goal because Eric Halla, he had to serve time in the penalty box for four minutes due to high sticking. And remember, the special teams for Devils has not been all that good. So Nico Heischer gained that shorthanded goal, especially since Heischer had a chance to try to score in period one to put the Devils up two to nothing, I believe. That was humongous. So Devils get a shorthanded goal. The Rock is bumping. And it seems like all the momentum has shifted back to the Devils because after uh, that Rooney goal, it seemed like the Devils had lost all hope in themselves. And this goes back to what I said about Vitek Vancheck. You've got to make those saves to help out your team. So for Heischer, great. Okay, it's three to two. There's still plenty of time remaining in the third period. All the Devils have to do is just not let up and not allow the Flames to score even more. But five minutes later, Kuzmenko, the newly added Flame, gets his second goal with Calgary. And it was a poor rebound control by Vitek Vancheck once again. And after all that momentum went back to the, to the devil's way, after that hot start in period one, everything just went out the door. Because it seemed like that was the dagger through the hearts of the devil's faithful. Because it seemed like no matter what else the devils could do, it seemed like the Flames were determined to beat the Devils by two goals. Vitek Vancheck, um, we could talk about his rebound control. It's been porous all year long. We could talk about like how it was a fall from grace uh, from the previous game because I said he had one of his best performances of the season, and now this time around against the Flames, he had one of his worst outings of the season. And Lindy Ruff, he usually goes to bat for his goalies. He didn't miss words post games. He said, you look at what he faced early on, he didn't face a lot. It was a tough night for him. So, yeah, if Lindy Ruff is saying that it's a tough night for Vitek Vancheck or Akira Schmidt or Nico Dawes, whomever's in net for Devils, you know it was a rough night. That was just a, a tough pill to swallow because anytime the Devils had momentum, it seemed like Vancheck would just allow a soft goal to go past him, and that just took the wind out of the Devils' sail. So I want to be patient with Vitek Vancheck, and I really want to like him. But in this case, this loss is on him because he he allowed a few goals that he shouldn't have allowed, and it killed the momentum for his team. And Nico said post game that they got to play better in front of the net because that post was the Devils' best friend because it could have been a lot worse. But the Devils were tight roping out of a lot of situations. The goaltending, once again, has to be better for Vitek Vanacek. And I, I don't know what else to say because I don't know what else I could say that I have not said throughout the course of the year. Bad rebound control, killing the momentum for your team, and just overall not being consistent. It's been that type of season for Vitek where it's like I'm trying to be patient with them. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I know the defense isn't really all that good in front of you, but look at Jacob Markstrom. Jacob Markstrom, he didn't have a good defense in front of him either. That's why the Devils were getting a lot of decent looks on him, but Markstrom was standing tall. There were a few times where Markstrom was vulnerable because he went tumbling onto the ground. He was on his stomach at one point, and the Devils were scrambling to find the puck. They couldn't, and they couldn't uh, find the back of the net, and they unfortunately ran out of luck in that sort of instance. So that's just what I want to compare that to, which is, yes, I get it. Defense Sometimes it's not all that good, but if you're a good goalie, 
you got to make those saves and you got to try to keep your team in it. Case in point against the Avalanche. What happened, B-Tech? That was one of your best performances of the season. And now against this Flames team, that's a mediocre unit. You couldn't even uh, secure the victory this time around. So those are my thoughts on VTech Vancheck and also uh, what went wrong for the Devils, which was had decent momentum, had decent execution. Jack Hughes seemed to be a big help offensively, but it just wasn't meant to be because they they allowed one too many goals that uh, unfortunately they shouldn't have let up. And sometimes you tip your cap to the other team, but in this case, I think the Devils could have made those saves. So I'm going to compare the stats, give the Devils a letter grade momentarily, but before we continue... Let me tell you guys about Indeed. So if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your fast matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. This is busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. So I'm sure if you make some extra money, you want to start your own business, Indeed is the go-to place for you. I've actually found a few jobs myself on Indeed. That's how I've gotten a few play-by-play gigs. So uh, listeners of the show will get $75 sponsored job credit to get jobs more visible at Indeed.com slash locked on. So just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now let me tell you guys about Robin Hood Retirement. Did you know that even if you have 401k for retirement, you could still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in form of other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to the IRA with a 3% match. The offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024 validated for Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% match on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. Okay, let's compare the stats, give the devils a letter grade, and get out of here. So, shots on goal differential. I talked about this early on in the show. 32-40 in favor of the devils. Face-off percentage, 52.5% to the devils, 47.5% to the flames. This is what I talked about in a recent episode. Hopefully the Devils can maintain being good in the face-off department. Power play, Flames were 0 for 3, Devils were 0 for 2. However, the Devils had a shorthanded goal thanks to their captain. Hits, 14 to 9 in favor of the Devils. Block shots, 17 to 14 in favor of the Devils. Giveaways, Flames that led that department 6 to 5. Takeaways, Devils led that department 11 to 6. So if I had to give the Devils a letter grade, I'm going to give them a solid C because on the one hand, the execution wasn't really all that bad from an offensive standpoint. Defense, shaky at times, but the goaltending is what really brought them down. So I can't really go any higher. I can't go any lower. It wasn't really the worst game in the world, but it was a game that I'm sure that they would rather have. So that's where I stand in my overall assessment. So let me know what you guys think. What did you think about VTech Vancheck? What did you think about the return of Jack Hughes? Hit me up on my personal X page app at Trey Matt 4 or the show's X page app 
at Locked On Devils. Leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Or once again, hit me up on social media because I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. As for this episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.